0: How are you guys doing today? My name is Vincent
1: and I'm Francis
0: and I'm glad you could join us today for some late night chill vibes the podcast where philosophy life and existing as human beings can become a casual discussion.
1: Before we get into this week's episode we have a few announcements we are small content creators with big time dreams we love doing this podcast we love sharing our thoughts and most of all we love you guys.
0: Right now we're not making any money off of this podcast and We're okay with that because this is our passion. This is what we want to do.
1: With your help and support, we can see this dream come to fruition.
0: Leaving written reviews on our page, following our social media accounts, and sharing this podcast with friends and family would really help us continue making content and vibing to the highest quality.
1: What we want, what we truly want, is for all of you guys, our listeners, the community, to enjoy our jumbled thoughts and comfortably vibe with puzzling conversations.
0: One last thing, if you ever want to just talk to us or even be on the podcast, please contact us through our social media accounts. We love connecting with you guys and hearing what you have to say. Now, let's get into the episode.
1: Today we'll be talking about science and religion. We'll talk about the importance of scientific understanding and how it evolves our actions and we'll talk about the importance of religion and spirituality in their overarching guidance to direct morality. We'll see how they conflict and how they ultimately coexist. And also, we'll talk about some philosophy under the guidance of our sixth guest on the podcast.
0: All right, Francis, let's start vibing, shall we? Let's do it. We had some technical difficulties while recording this episode, so this particular episode is a little bit different. It is a mix of our brainstorming session and our actual recording. So our special guest today, as you can tell from the title of the episode, is my good friend Quinn. She goes to UNBC. She's a history major and an aspiring high school teacher, not elementary school. So she's traveled across the world and experienced many different cultures. Quinn, say hi to the people. Hi, people. <laughs> okay, so today we are talking about religion and science. Um, this topic was brought to me by Quinn. I didn't go to you this time. Like usually, I go to a guest and like, hey, can we talk about this with you? So, what? Why were you so interested in this topic in the first place?
2: I'm very interested in religion and want to study theology. Um, and I previously used to have the perspective that. Um, I had to I had to choose between science and religion and I chose science um, because for me it's what I believed in and I now have the perspective that um, it's not science or religion but it's actually science and religion mm. and that they can coexist mm. together and they should coexist because they have different um, philosophies
1: right. I I agree with that I agree with that because uh Pure science is like, is like soul crushing. Because <laughs> uh, if you if you think about it and you think of everything logically, then I think at a, at a point you come to a standstill and you think like, okay, there has to be a reason for everything. So I'm just going to stop and try and figure out the reason for everything. And then, uh, you know, deep, deep science. It only, like pure science, I guess, would only have a respect for rigor and... I think throwing that away for a second just so that you can like embrace embrace something greater than all of that and kind of focusing on a- acquiring energy from that instead and acquire motivation from that instead would allow you to conduct science more maybe creatively.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean like for me, there's so many things about science that's unanswered and so many things about religion that's unanswered and, like, in my own personal beliefs. um, So I'm a Catholic, and in Catholicism, there is the Genesis story, right? And I don't know, I've had so much trouble believing the Genesis story just because, I don't know, there's just something about it that doesn't sit right with me. So what I'm curious about is what about religion were you really interested in about?
2: Um, I would say I'm just fascinated by... um how it's formed, and why people believe in it. Um, And it's not that I don't believe in it. Um, I think I believe in bits and pieces of every religion, and I respect every religion, but I'm just very interested in how it came about, and how they were formed, and um, how beliefs came to be, and why religions did certain things that they did, and um what their reasons for that is
1: right oh well that's cool yeah i'm thinking of it in terms of and and like prove me or i don't know lead me in the dire- the right direction if i'm getting this completely completely wrong but like there is a sort of science behind trying to find out what religion is yeah and that in itself is very interesting
2: as a history major one of my main interests is theology and i'm possibly going into it as a master's um so religion has always really interested me and recently after reading um some books by dan brown if you know uh, the author he's best known for the da vinci code but it was actually the book angels and demons that got me thinking really about the dynamic between science and religion and it's been a big interest of mine recently
0: the first place I go to when I think of that is how they can conflict. And I know in the beginning we said that they can conflict, but ultimately they coexist, which I do agree with. But there's so much about those two that do conflict. What would you say? Let's say that I'm someone who says that they cannot exist, coexist at all. What would you say to a person that says that?
2: Obviously, I am just very new to this subject and I'm not an expert whatsoever. But from my personal opinion, um, I would say that they aren't similar enough to conflict on every matter. Obviously, there are ways that they conflict. But I think that science doesn't have a moral compass necessarily, whereas religion almost is a moral compass. If you think of it that way, then I think they would conflict a lot less and maybe harmonize a little more
0: okay so if if religion is needed are you saying that religion is needed for morality to exist because i'm sure there are people that can be moral without there being religion in their life now you you can might say that it's ethics but like i said we said this before we started recording that morality and ethics kind of are in this very similar so you don't what i'm trying to say is that you don't really need religion to be a moral person.
2: I agree, I'm not religious, and I would like to say I'm a moral person. Um, But I think there's something human in us that makes us wanna be moral, whether that's like our innate nature to follow the leader and a leader having the nature of making things moral for the society, Um, whether that's what helps make people moral or a deeper spirituality. Uh, but I think religion definitely helps guide people, I would say. And maybe some people, it is what makes them moral. But I think for the most part, it guides morality, maybe, instead of creates it. It almost helps you figure out how you can be moral, and it right. creates consequences for if you're not. Right. Whereas, like, other people might choose to be mor- moral because of laws or societal pressures.
0: Right. So what what... What consequences exactly are you talking about?
2: Um, I think many religions have the consequence of karma or uh, some sort of consequence in the afterlife. Um, And that's kind of the consequence that I see most common in religion.
0: Okay, I don't know how true this is. I just saw this on a video. Might be a TikTok, I don't know. But there is this whole idea that there had to be an apex, like a leader like if it was like the apes or whatever, there was just one leader. But as we evolved, there's like this leader just kind of became, you know, everyone kind of became more equal. There was no real leader. So then there was this idea that we had to create a leader. And that's kind of where the birth of religion came from. Mm -hmm. Now, is that something that you learned about? Or is this like a conspiracy that I just somehow picked up on?
2: We as humans, just like, I'm pretty sure other species are like this too. But they kind of need a leader and without a leader it would be chaos and I think for a lot of groups it provides you with a leader to follow mm-hmm. um and it's very structured so I think that a long time ago we would have needed uh, a leader and someone to kind of create peace among the chaos and I think that maybe is where religion began and also just trying to figure out and answer questions to the universe, like. Where did we come from? And um, where do we go after we die? And those are really important questions. And obviously this was before we had any major scientific discoveries or knowledge or um, technology. So they had to come up with philosophies on life and where it came from. And I think that's really where religion would have started. That kind of makes me think about, kind of like where we would be without religion Mm. Uh, so like the people who are hardcore into science and they believe like science is a religion in a way because they believe you know genesis doesn't exist god doesn't exist um, and they believe wholly in science you know the big bang and everything is explained by numbers and equations and but then like who is in charge, who is the leader who's making the rules. And that's one of the big problems with science, I think is that there's no moral rule book with it. It's just kind of like, Oh, we can clone ourselves. Oh, we can do this and we can do that. And everything's explained by a equation or numbers. And there's nothing that speaks to the heart and there's no rules. So then like, would there be chaos in the world without the rule book and the morality that religion brings to the world? And in a way, like, religion is, like, a ruler because it sets rules for people, you know? Like, you don't want to sin and you don't want to have any bad karma and, like, that sort of thing.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, I got a question, I think, for both of you guys. I'm trying to answer it in my mind, too. What, in like, if you were to choose either door, religion or science, which
0: one would make you more free? If I had to pick one... Uh, if i had to pick one personally it'd be religion but that idea of it being more free oh shit do you have an answer right now because i can see um, the pros and cons for both and how one is more freeing and how the other yeah. one's more freeing
2: um i think like religion is for me um as a non-religious person um it's not more freeing but i think it's more of av- it's the truth in a way, um, which it is, but it's always changing. So there, in the truth, there is things that might not be true. So that's kind of confusing, and then also it doesn't. It's hard to understand for like people who aren't in science or don't fully understand, you know, science terminology. Religion is like there isn't as much proof for what they say, but in the way that it makes you feel, it might feel more freeing because it comforts you, you know, and it makes yeah. you believe that there are better things after death and this and that, whereas science doesn't really have an explanation yeah. for that. Um, yeah. So I don't know which one's more freeing. For me personally, I would say probably like spirituality is more freeing, which is not necessarily... A specific religion or science mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. see I can see like the pros and cons of both like with religion the pro is like there is something afterwards so like what you do here you can you know do with with good intentions and like good the goodness is important but like that also brings certain levels of restriction you can't do whatever you just want because there is certain morality that comes with it it's ethics and everything you know, that's something that I love talking about. And you know, with if you were to ignore religion altogether and look at everything just as this philosophical thing, it's just as hard to do to do all these good things. Um so freeing wise, I think they're equally like not equally what yeah. is it? In,
2: <laughs> <with> the, <laughs> using the term freedom I would say, I don't know. It's hard to say because I would, I would honestly honestly like to say religion just because it kind of frees your soul of the worry and the pain that comes with life and being alive. Um, but at the same time, I think that,
0: okay.
2: I don't know. I think also like, um, yeah, I, I totally forgot what it is. Okay, like that's that fine.
1: That is okay. We can let it go. I I was going to say that I I thought it was really interesting that you said spirituality and didn't differentiate or put that word in a in a in a side in a camp and you said it was kind of like part and parcel with both sides because I think that's true like as I brought up this question because I thought as well that religion has its place given that it has answers that science does not and science has its place because it has its answers that religion does not and I think it's cool that you said that spirituality transcends both of those things and has its place in both kind of camps because as a scientist, you can have like the spirit of trying to find out new things and solve problems. And, you know, obviously as a religious person, you could have the spirit of just kind of following the, the more grand rules. And I think that's really cool.
0: Well, okay. So yeah. what do you, what is your answer here? Which is more freeing? Oh, if you man, had to don't pick know. one.
1: Yeah, I wanted to answer first so I could just say both and be done. Be no, uh, can't but, say both.
0: <laughs> I mean, uh, we didn't really give one answer, but still. I don't know. I'll just
1: be the devil's advocate. advocate. Uh, I'll just go with science because uh, you learn more and you're able to do more. And because of that, you are open to new possibilities that allows you to be more free objectively.
2: I think like that's like one of the biggest arguments against religion from the scientific perspective is um, where's your proof you know where's your proof of a god where's your proof of um, you know this heaven and hell that you portray or in other religions the afterlife you know Um, and I think one interesting thing that I really remembered from Dan Brown's book is um, he kind of just said that like where's the proof that it doesn't exist? And it's kind of reversing the question. And then what are they going to say? Like, they don't have proof that there is no God. They don't have proof that there is no afterlife or no heaven or no hell. Like, nobody truly knows the answer. So just like you could say, where's the proof that there's God? You could just as easily spin it and say, where's your proof that there isn't God? And so I think that as much as science doesn't like that religion doesn't have all the answers. I think religion's the easier way for people to um, cope with the unanswered questions that science can't yet provide. Mm-hmm. I think that's one flaw in some religions is that they don't ever try to disprove or uh, modernize In some cases they do, in individual cases, I think like certain churches and mosques and such like that are more modernized, but I think in general, religion's very like static, Mm -hmm. from my perception of it, Mm -hmm. as a non-religious person. Yeah,
0: no, and at that, okay, thank you for reminding me. That's what I was gonna say before you brought up this friggin' vegan thing. (laughs) Um, Spiral dynamics, Francis, do you know what spiral dynamics is? um for those who, for everyone else that doesn't know uh france is eating a big ass watermelon uh, <laughs> spiral dynamics is basically the evolution of people um it, from the very beginning it's survivalist so it's all about the I. and then the next one it's about making bigger groups so that the we can protect from bigger things like tigers and shit like that so it's i we i we and just goes up that ladder. Um, and morality is part of spiral dynamics because of the whole religion aspect. And I believe morality is the us versus them. So we, so if you're not doing these moral things, you're in the wrong. So, um, that's like you said, that's the whole problem. There's, that's a whole thing. In, in religion is that it doesn't, it's hard to evolve certain things about religion because of that idea that if you're not doing it this way, you're in the wrong. So why would we try to do it different? Like this is this is how it's worked. This is what's going to get you to heaven this is what's going to do this thing. You're going to go to hell. Um, and so, and also Francis, on top of that, like you said, the best way to, to figure this out is we can elevate knowledge and understanding. Um, and again, that goes back to spirodynamics where this whole idea that not one thing, one idea isn't better than another idea. They can be equally as important but it's the understanding of that knowledge. And so now I'm wrapping this all together, how science and religion, why they're so important that they coexist is because they're two separate ideas that can be viewed as separate. But the fact that there is so many unanswered questions in one area and there's so many unanswered questions in another, that elevated knowledge makes that coexisting nature so important.
2: Yeah, I like that kind of um, don't, go too far with the science and don't delve, you know, too deeply into it without looking into the bigger picture first. Mm -hmm. I think that's, like, a really good point. And I also wanted to add that, um, like, there is some things that science proves that religion tried, you know, religion said one thing and then science disproved them Mm -hmm. with science. And I think that's a really hard thing for um non-religious people to say like well how could we believe in this when it's scientifically proven to be wrong mm-hmm. but i think um one of the things that people don't always understand or don't think of is that science is a language in itself like it's numbers it's equations it's not it doesn't feel good to read an equation and be like okay that's that you know or some people just don't understand it or don't read scientific articles and that doesn't mean you know they're stupid or they're wrong or uh, it just means that they they don't speak the language of science they're ordinary people who have different jobs and different purposes and I think religion speaks a very general language and it speaks the language of the people and it's something that they can understand and it's something that's comforting, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, going with the option that you understand and that makes sense to you, and that's comforting. And uh, versus, you know, looking at an equation and getting the correct answer. There's nobody that is, you know, overall saying that you have to, you know, look at an equation and see the right answer um, and that the truth necessarily has to be the right belief for me I like to know the truth but you know for it's not everyone's (laughs) I don't know how to explain that yeah (laughs) I I don't know where I'm going with this but yeah you get the point I think
0: (laughs) that these truths that we have like your truth is definitely going to be different than my truth Mm -hmm. like I'll do certain things yeah, I'll do certain things for this reason. You'll do certain these things for this other reason. I say this. If there's divine intervention, someone might see that as God coming in and divine intervention. Another person might see that as a complete coincidence or the universe just doing certain things. Yeah. So our two truths can be totally different and I think it's imp- I think uh, the beauty of that is that they are different. And I I, I remember saying this in another episode is uh, Your voice in your mind is totally Im- is super important because it's just a bigger way of looking at the world. Um, and again, I love this idea that Francis, that you brought up this elevation of knowledge. I love that so much. And I think this is exactly what this conversation is. I love you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And but also, the thing is with science is that if you think about it, everything that, everything that we know about science, it's not really fact in a way. everything can change. Yeah. like gravity can change the way we think of it. Always it's always it's all theories. It's nothing is like basic mm-hmm. fact. Um, and so, like spirituality, what i'm so I'm confused about is you used spirituality, and um you're saying that it's it's different from religion. Is that kind of what you're saying? It can be separate a separate idea. I think so. Okay.
2: I think it's kind of in my definition it would be how you connect to the world around you and your internal thoughts and feelings and um so in a way it could be religion, but it also could be, you know, science, it could be anything you believe and I think it's more of a personal term than religion. Right. Whereas religion, I believe that's like collective thought and collective action. Whereas I think spirituality is kind of um, your personal experience with um, the world and how you interact with it and others and yourself. Um, Like meditation, I would describe that as a spiritual practice where it also is a religious practice. You know, it kind of, it could be both. Like I'm not Buddhist, but Mm -hmm. it really helps me. So that's like, one thing that i would
0: do you meditate
2: i try sometimes yeah okay. it does help with like anxiety and stuff yeah. like that um and you know there's other things that people do exercise is spiritual to me anything that i think helps you cope with the world around you and your inner thoughts and mm-hmm. feelings so it definitely could be religion as well mm-hmm. but i think it encu- encompasses more than just religion
0: yeah during a brainstorming session we talked about God, and that's kind of what we want to get into now. So, and we've kind of beat around the bush in a lot of ways. We asked you a bunch of questions about religion and how they can coexist and how they do conflict. But I think we missed a really big question here, and we're going to get into it now. Quinn, do you believe that God does exist, or some some God?
2: In my opinion, I... (laughs) (laughs) from my perspective (laughs) okay from my perspective i do believe that god exists um does he exist for everybody i don't think so um i think he exists for those who are religious and who believe in him i think it's almost like um he's like a he or she um is a spirit that's within people who believe Mm -hmm. and it's like a magical powerful form is formed from the masses that believe in this god and because they believe so uh devotedly to a god Mm -hmm. that creates a god in the people and the miracles that form and uh the miracles that form out of that are because of the power that the people give to God I think the people give God the power and I think last time we were talking about you know the all all powerful I forget what the thing is but all all powerful all 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 good and all knowing and I think that God is all powerful all good and all knowing because the people make him so and because the people believe so much that he is that miracles and all those forms and God shows itself as that because the people believe in him that way
0: right
1: my boss my boss asked the question if like you believe in you believe in the afterlife right and i was pretty proud of my answer (laughs) you know people said yes or no you know uh but what i said was i think i think it was from experience uh from thinking about this on the podcast but i said and and afterwards, I'm so glad that he liked it. He's like, you know, I like that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, now, now I got some credit around here. But anyways, like I said, I said, um, you exist past your death because of the actions that you took during your life and how they carry through, you know, down the line. And I think that's how God works as well. I think because people people understood the need for one and because they believed in God so thoroughly and with such a rich tapestry of like moral rules and and virtues, those exist in the people that practice them all the way through till the end. And possibly those rules might not have um, gone straight into the hearts of the people who mattered, who it mattered most to know those rules. And maybe that's why shit happened. But. You know.
2: I like agree there's I mean there's a huge philosophical conversation about just that like uh, when you believe something to be true then it is so uh, I've heard about yeah this. so you know like if if know, you I believe in God then he's there is a God you know because right. the sp- the power in the spirit that God does have I mean look at the vatican look at the pope like look at how much money and power the catholic church has because they believe in god so in a way the belief of god created that power and that wealth and the the community and the strength so in a way god does exist
0: this question kind of formed because i read something about this idea that if you believe in something Mm -hmm. it can exist Mm -hmm. so likewise if you if you and a bunch of people just really believe in unicorns and you guys are just sitting there, just like unicorns are real, unicorns are real, unicorns are real. Is that the same idea as saying that God exists because a a million people in the world are like, God exists, God exists, God exists. Or is it this a different idea where it's like God exists, but God only exists within me because I believe so. Or is it the uh, I believe in unicorns, therefore it must be real kind of thing?
2: Um, I think God is not a physical form. So you can't just, you know, wish, you know, God is a human or whatever into existence. But I think that the belief that so many people have and, you know, the miracles people face because of their belief in God makes God real and makes him all powerful and, and makes him all good because really for most people the belief in god is a good thing Mm -hmm. and that makes god all good Mm -hmm. and i mean look at the power that for example the like catholic church has obviously god is powerful and all knowing i mean i'm not sure about that one haven't put too much thought into it but i guess for those people he is all knowing so for them he is And that makes him so, Mm. if that makes sense, you know, because in a way I believe that maybe not the people created God because maybe this like powerful, all powerful, like, (laughs) entity, yeah, entity got them to, uh, believe in it. But I think that in a way the people did create God and God created the people and is inside Mm. all of them. Okay. And then people who aren't religious, you know, they don't believe in a God. So they don't experience God. Yeah. And they maybe have their own kind of God, you know, which could be for some people science. Yeah.
0: This I'm glad we actually got here because this is where the conflict between religion and science comes along is these three things. If now we'll start with all good. If God only exists for those people that believe in him. Um, and disaster strikes for those who don't believe in him. Would that be... Sure, that's a God that's all-powerful and all-knowing, but is that a God that's all-good? Likewise, if evolution is real, that can be a God and like we exist now. Sure, that God is all-good because we exist, all-knowing because we eventually got here, but is that God all-powerful because he used a science to bring us here? The main conflicts... That I find with religion and science. Now, I don't necessarily, I'm not here to say that I agree with these conflicts. I'm just bringing them up. Um, Is that for there to be science and religion to coexist, one of those three things cannot be true about God.
2: As for the all good debate about whether God, if God really was all good, why wouldn't He help the people? I think that that's simply because god does not exist for those people so therefore it's out of his control and same with all the other things i think too like it's all a matter of perspective so for god to exist for those people he does meet those qualifications because that's his everything is the people who believe in him so if he was all powerful he's all powerful to the people who believe in him That's just my opinion. And then I think that for the people who don't believe in him, they do have some higher power, whether that's science for them Mm -hmm. or uh, just spirituality in general. Mm -hmm. Many parts of religion and science can coexist in some way with that sort of philosophy. Like one thing I learned in philosophy, my actual class was um, philosophers believed that... uh, Nobody is right and nobody is wrong. Okay. So like your opinion, people could think bad things Uh, and do bad things, but you know, this is kind of uh it helped me a lot when I was getting mad at all those people that were like, There's microchips in the vaccine, there's microchips in the uh in the masks and whatever. I was at first I was like mad. I was like, How could you think that? You know, you're so wrong, blah, blah, blah. And I think And this in itself is kind of a form of spirituality because it helps you deal with people around you and the world around you. And for me, it's like I try to think like in their heads, they don't think they're wrong. Mm -hmm. In their heads, they think they're right. Right. And in a way like that comforts me because I'm like, they're not trying to be malicious. They're not trying Mm -hmm. to cause wrong there and so i think the real wrong and the real bad is people who are purposefully doing bad whereas if someone has the opinion that they are doing the right thing or that they are right i don't think that they are bad people i think that they are just they just have a different mind and different inner philosophy Mm -hmm. than others and yeah. So that I think that's like um uh, that would cause a lot of, I mean that would solve a lot of problems if everyone thought like mm-hmm. well your opinion's okay you know yeah. like especially in religion if people were like you know science people who believe in science are that's what they right. believe in so the in like that's their inner philosophy and like right. different religions have their inner beliefs and opinions. Mm-hmm. And, like, it doesn't make them wrong. It just makes them human.
0: Right. So but the thing is, I, Francis, we had an episode on this, the Your Voice episode, where someone's voice matters because it's their voice. That's who they are as the person. You know, they they come into a conversation. They say certain things. They do certain things because that's who they are. And that's super, super important that we're all able to do that. Um, and so that being said, there is a difference between the right and wrong choice, there, that's one sector, one sector, and there's a difference between a good and bad choice. So you can make the right choice, and that's a good consequence, or that's a good choice. But You can also make the right choice a choice that's right for you, but it also being bad. I, I also want to get into this um, death. What do you think happens after we die?
2: Um, that is a good question. I think that after we die, I guess it depends on how you, how you define yourself, um, what happens to our spirit or what happens to our body, because most bodies would end up in the earth somehow and be recycled back into the earth. One quote that I really like is, um, After a physical thing is destroyed, it persists, but its qualities change. So there is no passing away or coming to be as long as nature is preserved. And that's from Thales of Miletus. I probably pronounced that wrong, but old philosopher. Um, And I really like that quote because it kind of puts into perspective that your spirit never really dies. It's just your physical being will constantly change forever and ever. You know, you'll be a, a human body and then a earth form and then maybe a tree one day. And like okay. your your body never really goes away. You're like plastic, you know, like you right. never decompose. Wow, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think Quite your physical change even doesn't really go away, which is like something that I think a lot of people would be like, oh, well, your physical body goes away, but your spirit. is everlasting, which I agree with the spirit part, but I think even your body is everlasting and it It just changes physical form. Mm -hmm. He kind of explained that, you know, once, let's say, your dog dies... My dog just died, so (laughs) we're going to use her as an example, but (laughs) sorry, (laughs) but these are things that have helped me, you know, um, so, you know, she's, she's a, she was a dog and that was her form. Right. And so now she's kind of transformed and she's kind of two forms. You could say she's like spirit and then she's also ashes. Mm -hmm. And like ashes is also a form of matter you know mm-hmm. so she just she changed forms and then eventually she's gonna kind of become part of the earth again right. and she's gonna be earth and then you know maybe in the future a tree will grow mm-hmm. and she'll be a tree and it's like it's constant you know there's oh nothing ever disappears and even as a human this is your form now but it's never gonna no, nothing ever disappears it yep. just changes form yeah. which i thought was really interesting yeah
0: to add on to that and this goes back to the the voice episode and the importance of having and utilizing your voice is so that your form you can be placed in someone else's heart even with a small conversation that you had with someone for example i i talked to one of the museum's board members today daryl and like we've never had a conversation as deep as we went and like i don't know if we'll ever talk again but that one conversation he said a lot of things that like planted in me and i will remember those things that he said to me um but it's those things that itself is why you should utilize the time you have here is so that when you do pass it's not like you're forgotten you know there's a piece of you in everyone that you talk to or every person you've touched because that's a part of them or you're a part of them now. And they're just spreading that kind of same like love or whatever it is. And so, um, yeah, I, I like that we're using this word spirituality because it does stray away from the idea that religion and science and spirituality comes to that itself brings both of those worlds together in a way mm-hmm. you mentioned spirit. Now, For me to explain my answer to this question, I would have used the word soul. Um, Is there a difference for you between spirit and soul?
2: I guess spirit would be more like the traveling soul, whereas soul is within spirit. I think that's how I perceive it. Like, um, yeah, soul is within spirit and spirit's more like the the moving aspect of it. You know, I don't know. Maybe they're the same thing. I'm not really sure, mm-hmm. but I think like soul is within spirit. Like, I think maybe you'd describe like a ghost as a spirit, but that's not like a soul. You know, the soul is yeah. within the spirit. Okay, Does that yeah. make sense? That, like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I guess you could say I believe in ghosts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. So what I was going to say, it's very similar to what you're going to say, is that you can have a spirit, uh, but that soul be, someone's soul can be in that spirit. Mm-hmm. Just So that'd be like I a ghost, all, you could say.
2: Soul is connected to your spirit your soul is like who you are yes your spirit is like what carries who you are um i think that the spirit it what did i say okay yeah. <laughs> i think that your soul is who you are and your spirit is what holds who you are and transports who you are mm. yeah. yeah i don't know if you guys have heard of the theories of the theory of opposites okay. like um which is basically like everything is this but also that and yeah. like you know like every opinion is right but also wrong yeah. you know and it could be interpreted you know differently everyone experiences the world differently like i could have been like oh yesterday was really cold but you would say no it's really hot so what is it is it hot or cold it's both yeah. um so another thing to add on to the death conversation um this is is a really comforting quote to me um i don't know if it would be comforting to anyone else Mm. but this is a quote from heraclitus of ephesus probably pronouncing that wrong and he's also an old philosopher from greece and he said the same thing is both living and dead and the waking and the sleeping and young and old for, those things transfor- for these things transformed are those and those transformed back again are these. I feel like I should maybe read it one more time because yes. most people need it read two <laughs> yes. times for them. The same thing is both living and dead and the waking and the sleeping and young and old for these things transformed are those and those transformed back again are these. So it's kind of... It's kind of stripping away like a timeline. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of saying like if there was no timeline. Like every human being would both be living and dead.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh man, it's saying that like we were talking about the Buddhist philosophy and how you kind of have to deny the self in order to truly relax. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. just chill out. And I think that that comes with it because knowing that you're a human and knowing that at the same time you're not because at one point you were nothing Mm -hmm. is like Mm -hmm. very humbling and very relaxing
2: or you'll change into a different uh form like the second quote says yeah yeah what are you
1: so it all (laughs) just ties together yeah i think this is i think this is huge i think we're like getting to the to the to the heart of what exactly value is it's just it's just like a moment in time when there was a person that is able to do whatever the hell it wants. And it's like, and after that it's nothing, but, but with this person, they get a vote in the future because like we said, the way you live on is how you lived.
2: Another like really deep question is like not the purpose of life, but, like, what is the purpose of leaving something behind? Like, why do people want to be remembered? Why do people want to be immortal? Like, what's what's the purpose? Why is living so important? Yeah. Why are we so afraid of living when we don't know what not living is like?
0: Mm. Yeah, and I think that's... Oh. I, but I, but I, that's where it is. I think that's the part that people want to keep living on forever is because they don't know.
2: In a way like you are both living and dead you're both sleeping and waking because if there if time didn't exist you would be both those things you know Mm -hmm. and eventually you're gonna be dead so it's part of your life and well not life but it's part of who you are is being dead Mm -hmm. (laughs) and whatever happens in death is going to happen and is already happening regardless of a timeline or without a timeline my, me as a human, I am both living and dead right. because eventually I'll be dead, but now I'm living. So technically, I'm both yeah. living and dead. True. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm with Does you. that make sense? Yeah. No, that yeah. Makes perfect sense. So
2: it's just a kind of different perspective on the way you look at life. Like, oh, okay. if you look at a whole time span, then I'm I'm alive and I'm dead. Yeah. You know.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. But right now. Technically, I happen to be living. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm reading a book called Slaughterhouse Five, where this guy gets uh, abducted by aliens, and the aliens can look at all of time at once. And that is that is the perspective that he wants to share with everybody, that all time is existing right now, and you can just access it. And so... Yeah, he wants to enlighten everybody. I, I personally, like I can't see, I can't see where the value is in that. So <laughs> mm-hmm. enlighten me, please. If, I mean, if you I think are so
2: I liked it because, um, I don't know why I liked it. Um, it's hard to really, yeah, just like uh, it's hard to put it into words. Um, but strikes a chord. I think it just it, it really it's just a different perspective. You know, I've always thought like. You're living and then you're dead, but what if you're both? You know, like, and there's nothing. Oh, yeah, sorry. It kind of just equalizes like uh, life and death in a way. Like it kind of, you know, spins it in the perspective that I don't know that death isn't such a negative thing if you're already dead yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, like, no no as a as no, a okay. being as a human you're you're both alive and dead because they're they transform into each other it's the theory of opposites right yeah it's almost like how science and religion are opposites yeah. and it's like well why can't they just coexist because they're opposites i don't know it's it's a hard thing to wrap your head around i haven't fully wrapped my head around it which makes it hard to explain wait yo that's a
0: really good that was a really good thing. Like religion and science, mm-hmm. they coexist because of, the, because of the theory of opposites. Or if, if, I don't know if that term's true. But um, if one of them is true, the other one can also be true. Therefore, they both are true.
2: It's like how one side thinks they're very true and the other side thinks they're very true. So, therefore, they're both true or they're neither true. Or they're both, they're either both true or they're both false. Yeah. But one can't really be true over the other. If you yeah. think of it in this philosophical way, yeah. this specific philosophical way, the theory of opposites and kind of the way Heraclitus is thinking about the world. Right. Then therefore, you know, th- opposites such as religion and science, if you think of them as opposites, then they're both true or they're both false. hmm
0: I believe the fact that you we can see them as total opposites just brings up the idea that they can be. And so the ideal is that they don't have to be, because that's what I believe. I don't think they have to be total opposites. Um, they can both be true at the exact same time for one person. But the fact that you can go all the way and say religion doesn't exist and go all the way and say religion is all there is and that science is only because of this, then It's almost like complete opposites. So I don't know if that's what you're going to say, but that's what I believe, at least. That's That's why they're opposites, I guess you could say.
2: Throughout history, they've been thought of as opposites, which kind of can allow you to bring in this perspective. I think that they aren't opposites. I think they have different purposes and therefore can't really be compared but i think there are things that they contrast on on the same kind of subject matter or what wh- whatever you want to call it and in that way they could be labeled as opposites mm-hmm. and for many people they are opposites from each other and so that's when this theory could kind of be connected to it but from my my eyes they're not opposites they just they just have different purposes
0: i've 3 super fast questions for you should take no longer than three minutes. Are you happy? Why or why not? We ask these questions. Well, I, well, I've been trying to ask these questions to all our guests now. So, are you happy? Why or why not?
2: Um, I am happy. Uh, I think that happiness is something that... <laughs> I don't know how to answer this. Okay. Um, I am happy. I've always been a pretty happy person, which I'm really lucky for because I'm definitely a big optimist and I try my hardest to focus on the positive things in this world because I believe there's a balance of good and bad and it's just better to focus on the good sometimes because mm-hmm. I think it helps me stay a happy person mm-hmm. and um, always finding comedy in every moment yeah. makes me a happy person too.
0: Okay, second question: Do you have any regrets?
2: No regrets. Nice. Okay,
0: <laughs> final question: What would you do, what would you say to someone that is struggling with happiness?
2: Well, I guess I kind of answered that in how I'm happy and just try to focus on the good things in the world because it's easy to get wrapped up in all the bad and think that the world's a cruel place. But um, there's a lot of beauty, um, and just because there's cruelty and terrible things and the world is a savage place doesn't mean that there isn't beauty and doesn't unjustify all the beautiful love, loving incredible things that happen in this world and you don't have to think about the bad things you know uh, it doesn't make you a naive person uh, because you know they're there you just don't have to focus your energy on them and I think that really helps and you know just think of a bigger the bigger picture you know why you're why you're here and that you know love can bring you happiness and when you're in a tough spot try to remember that but obviously it's hard to say that to someone who's going through a hard time everyone deals with their emotions differently but allow yourself to feel things but focus on the positive
0: thank you so much quinn for joining us we appreciate your thoughts and um any last words to everyone or are you happy with your last okay sweet so say bye to the people bye okay thank you so much thank you guys so much for listening uh and vibing with us on late night chill vibes once again we had some technical difficulties recording this episode specifically on francis's side um so we had to work around with editing but uh still episode is great i hope i hope you guys liked it so uh yeah I'm your host, Vincent, and we'll see you guys all next week on another episode. We love you all.